When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Oleg in Winnipeg writes in and says, Rod is fighting so hard. My awesome comments. One day I'll win him over for one. Well, at least you're now speaking in first person. The fact that you've been writing in in third person for several years, it, I, will, I refuse to read your comments in third person. So that's why, Oleg, if you spoke like a normal person, I'd read your comment. How about that? How about that? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it is. Happy Friday. It's what we call Football Friday. Uh, it's not Shohei free zone here, but we will be focusing on football. I know it's the biggest story in Canada, and we'll tell our U.S. viewers why. I'm sure they know why, too. I am here in South Florida. Darren Moose DuPont is in Toronto. That's actually the center of the universe most days but especially right now the baseball universe and we don't have a lot of time here in the warm-up i'm going to tell everybody you can write in if you want sober carpenter text line the youtube stream but i'm not going to look at it because darren's only here for segment one and then jim barker in segment two uh our football analyst we got coming up in hour two nfl deal or no deal eric Ellen is going to join us fsu broadcaster seminoles alum eric Ellen. we call him lulu the sports barbarian broadcaster there in Tallahassee is going to be with us and Joe Madden from Sports Grid to Talk Sports. Darren, can you look up? Tell me, please, what is going on with Shohei Otani? We're watching literally flights coming into Toronto. There is reports on the MLB network that there's a private plane going from Anaheim to Toronto, supposed to land at 345 Eastern. We think Shohei might be on it, but we're not sure. But everybody's in Shohei watch thinking that this could be done as early as today and within 24 hours. So uh, everybody's on the edge of their seat wondering if Shohei is going to make his decision today. Okay, if I have this right, just baseball fan here, not baseball guy. Is he coming for a visit or is he coming to sign? What do you think? If he's coming, it's got to be to sign, I would think. I, I would think the Ooh. visits have happened. Um, there was reports, you know, in the last couple of weeks that he was already here. Um, so I would expect if he's coming back, it would be to get this deal done, if, in fact, that's what's happening. Okay. Thank you for the update. Uh, gosh knows every network's talking about it, so we'll get back on track with what we normally talk about today. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, we'll go from there. I want to I want to get Darren's take on NHL, NFL, college, and CFL all in this segment. So we got to get to it. Joseph Wall made 29 saves before exiting midway through the third period, and the Maple Leafs held on to beat the Ottawa Senators 4-3 Thursday night. Wall had been stellar, but was visibly hurt after saving a shot from Rourke Charche. Uh, Willie Nylander scored the go-ahead goal. Elsewhere, Quentin Byfield scored twice. Cam Talbot earned a 24-save shutout, and the LA Kings beat the Montreal Canadiens to set NHL history. They're 11-0 on the road to start the season. Nobody's ever done that. Michael Granlin scored 37 seconds into overtime, and San Jose spoiled Patrick, Crane, uh, Patrick Kane's Detroit Red Wings debut. Sharks won 6-5 in Detroit. Kyle Connor scored twice. Connor Hellebuck stopped 32 shots in his 250th career win, and the Jets defeated the Colorado Avalanche 4-2. Jets won their third straight. That's coming off a three-game skid. Blake Coleman scored shorthanded and had an assist for the Flames in a 3-2 comeback win over the visiting Carolina Hurricanes. Dustin Wolf made 28 saves for the win in his third career NHL start. And Casey DeSmith earned a 26-save shutty as the Vancouver Canucks snapped Minnesota's four-game winning streak. 
Vancouver won at home 2-0 over the Wild. Back to that Leafs game, because I've asked you to be our Leafs analyst. What did you take away from the 3-2 win at Ottawa? You know, I didn't think there was a lot of great from Toronto. I thought, you know, for Ottawa, we kind of sung their praises a bit yesterday going into that game. And this was probably as good of a, you know, picture of their season as you could paint. Played really well, did a lot of things right. They dictated a lot of the play Ottawa did. They had the shots, they had the chances, um, and then end up losing the hockey game. That seems to be Ottawa's story, and that's why they're, while they were a 500 hockey club yesterday, they're now a game below it. Um, but Toronto got better as the game went on, had a couple of good shifts, and the big guys, I mean, Matthews was gone, but he didn't hit the score sheet. Marner and, and Nylander kind of stepped up when they needed to, and they ended up escaping with the win, which has kind of been the story of the Leafs season. Play good enough to get some points and kind of escape, but don't really impress anybody along the way, and that's kind of the story last night. You know what? In my mind, that's fine because I watched the game and I saw my guy, the O-Dog, Jeff O'Neill, wearing a Senator's jersey. Obviously, he lost a bet or something, and he said this is an inexcusable or unacceptable first period by the Leafs. I think they're all watching it just too closely, too hyper-focused. What I see from the Leafs is that they play just enough, just hard enough to win most nights, which is fine. That tells me they're good enough to be able to do that. They'll get into the playoffs, and then from there, that's where it matters. All that matters is getting into the playoffs, and it doesn't even matter if they've got home ice or they're on the road in Game 7. It doesn't matter. The Leafs are good enough to turn it on when they want. We've seen this a million times. I'm not worried about it. But if you're watching every shift, you're being so analytical, and you want them to be perfect every game, you're going to wear yourself out by the playoffs anyways. So I... Honestly, I'd be okay if I was a Leaf fan. I wouldn't be so upset, but I know that doesn't make sense to anybody that's a Leaf fan. And as far as Ottawa goes, they were saying yesterday that Jacques Martin, bringing him on as an advisor, is going to get them into the playoffs. Write it down. I'll eat my shorts if the Ottawa Senators make the playoffs. They're in last place. They're bad. That's about all I had on that, uh, other than I saw, I saw a notification come down from TSN. I think it said three pending free agents for the Flames will lead trade deadline talk. I'm guessing. I didn't read the whole notification. Uh, I don't think they're going to be making trades this far and ahead of the trade deadline, if that was what the notification was. And I don't think the Flames are ready to be sellers yet. That's my take on that. They came back, scored three straight in the third to beat Carolina last night, 3-2. So I don't think we're burning the rink down. I got to move on. I told you I had a lot of things to get to here. Point two, Bailey Zappi threw three first-half touchdown passes, and the New England Patriots snapped a five-game skid while damaging the playoff hopes of the Steelers with a 21-18 victory on Thursday night. Football, Zappi passed for 240 yards in the second start for him for the Patriots, who became the second two-win team in five days to hand the Steelers a potentially season-altering loss at home. My question to you, Darren, I, I enjoy the American sports talk radio. I don't put any stock into it, and clearly I don't put much in the Canadian either, because you can't. Because now what are they talking about? Tomlin lost at home for the Steelers to two junk teams. Arizona, New England, how long do we give this guy? Because his rep, his brand, is a winning. Tomlin, we all love him, right? Similar to Belichick, his brand is winning. So the thing I ask you, Darren, and the viewers, which I probably won't be able to get to your comments anyways, where's the line? How much leeway do you get if you've won a Super Bowl? And if I can just lead out and say with the two teams that I've been with, well, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for 20 years, the two coaches that we fired after Grey Cup wins came a year and a half after. CFL, apples and oranges from the NFL, I get it, but it was bottom a year and a half. John Gregory and Corey Chamberlain. They lasted one and a half years, fired. So does Tomlin get extra cred, do you think? Uh, we shouldn't be surprised they're talking about firing him. They might still make the playoffs. Yeah. At the end of the day, they might still make the playoffs. You know, with Bill, we've talked about it, that he's probably earned yeah. the right to have more chances. Um, he probably has at least earned the right to make it to the offseason and then have the conversation in the offseason that says, hey, Bill, uh, this was really great, but we need to start the next chapter, and uh, we'd like you to not come back. Maybe stay on as an advisor. 
transition out um, rather than fire him in the middle of the year. I think that's what would happen with Bill. I don't see him ever getting fired mid-season. Um, Mike Tomlin is not that different. I don't know if it's necessarily the Super Bowl that keeps him around, but it's the ownership there. They value consistency. They value longevity. And they don't, they don't like change. They don't want to, you know, how many coaches have they had in their franchise's history? It's not many, right? I want to say four coaches. They don't change coaches. They don't fly by the seat of their pants and just make rash decisions. So I think for that, Mike Tomlin's not just going to go after a couple of bad games. The quote I heard on the radio today, ESPN radio, was, I listen to the national radio because I can't listen to the local Miami stuff. It's just too much Dolphins. I'm sick of the Dolphins. They're great. But yet, 24 hours a day, <sighs> enough. But they said, Tomlin, great career, bad year. So when does, when, 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 what's the, what do they call it, the tipping point or the vortex or whatever? <laughs> when does the career become long and good enough to sustain a one-year dip? I don't know what that is. And I'll put that to Jim Barker next segment when he joins us, too. Uh, hour two, we're going to play NFL deal or no deal for week 14. That's always going to be a lot of fun. The Dolphins are home here Monday night football to the Tennessee Titans. You're Tennessee Titans. You know that. Here's a fun one, Moose. Place line, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Point three. College football keeps changing. The Army-Navy game does not. In an era of booster collectives and transfer portals, the nation's two oldest service academies will line up for their triple option offenses at the home of the Patriots on Saturday for a day full of pageantry, tradition, and a deeply rooted respect that comes with one of college football's fiercest rivalries. It'll be the 124th meeting between the two teams with Army hoping to follow its upset of then number 17 Air Force last month and claim the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. The teams will be playing for the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy, which is awarded to the Service Academy with the best record in their head-to-head -head games. Did I got you sold yet? You going to be watching tomorrow? Pretty, it's pretty exciting. You know, I'm a sucker for the history of those things, right? Army and Navy, yep. they don't play exciting brand of football. You know, they throw the football three times a game, five times a game each. That's it. They run the ball. They keep it simple play good defense but when you paint a picture like that you can get me to watch that's the movie trailer right give me an interest to watch yeah. it's a fierce rivalry tradition is on the line the commander-in-chief's trophy playing in foxborough those are all reasons to make this sound like a big game and you know what probably gonna tune in and check it out the pageantry 3 p.m eastern by the way, is the kickoff, and they're playing it in Foxborough at Gillette State. It's the only college game, and then it's the last one, and then we get into bowl season. From our audience, Allie in Texarkana says, Steelers fans are harder on the players and coaches than anyone else, LOL. I look for Tomlin to be gone by the offseason if they don't make the playoffs. Um, John in Edmonton says, I didn't know that the Canadian something-something Army and Navy. Oh, the Canadian store Army and Navy did football. <clears throat> Why did I read it? Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit more about that with Jim Barker next segment. Uh, by the way, Florida State Seminoles broadcaster Eric Llewellyn coming up an hour or two to talk about how the Knowles got screwed in the college football playoff selection. That's coming up an hour or two. That'll be fun. And Joe Madden, too, from the sports grid. I can't believe that we're winding this up. I'm going to get all everything in that I wanted with you, Moose. Point four on this football Friday pertains to the Canadian Football League. Veteran linebacker Darnell Sankey has signed a two-year contract extension with a great cup champion, Montreal Alouettes. Sankey was slated to become a free agent in February. Interesting story here for those that don't follow the CFL. I know most of our audience does. Sankey had eight tackles and a sack in the Great Cup win alone, 28-24 for Montreal over Winnipeg. He won an XFL championship and a Great Cup in the same year. In May, he was a member of an Arlington Renegades team that upset the D.C. Defenders 35-26 in the NFL final. Then he came up to the CFL and won a Great Cup. That's a hell of a story for Darnell Sankey. And I'm going to say right here, right now, on national television, Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, a public apology to Danny Machocha, the general manager of the Alouettes, who is, I know, the smiling little Italian with his chubby cheeks. He'll say, that's all right, Rod. 
he wouldn't have been offended. I was, as a Kahari Jones guy, I said uh, some mean things about Danny Machocho when he fired Kahari Jones, and I thought it was unjust. But frankly, just like the quarterback in Montreal and just like the head coach, Danny Machocho came and gave it one of these to everybody, including me. And it's the place to be. It's the, where people want to play. And he did it in a very short time. There is no award for Danny Machocha, GM of the year. I'd have been lobbying for it for years, but nobody listens to me. But he'd win it. What do you think of what's going on with Montreal? Well, they are signing everybody, making sure this core comes back, including Sean Lemon, making sure Cody comes back, Darnell Sankey. They are basically telling their organization and everybody in it, this wasn't a fluke. We're not just happy to be here. We want to run it back. We want to have long-term success. We like the culture. And they made it a priority to tell those players, we want you back. And I think that's a really good thing. And Montreal's a team, I don't know if I expect them to go and be the Argonauts or the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this coming season. But they're going to believe that they can be a top team again in the league. And at the very least, they're going to be a team that we're going to want to tune in and watch on television week in and week out. So that's exciting. I didn't necessarily think he was capable of this, Danny Machocha. I thought Hugh Campbell was still pulling the strings. I'll tell you a quick little story because people love the stories. Lobby of the Hotel Saskatchewan, day before the game, Montre uh, Edmonton Eskimos at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Hugh Campbell comes walking through the lobby. As you know, they call it the autograph room or whatever. And uh, he's like, Rod... The way Hugh Campbell talked to Godfather, he goes, I'll pay you double your salary to come be the voice of the Eskimos. And I said, you don't even know what I make as voice of the Rough Riders. He goes, doesn't matter. I'll double it. I said, not interested. And I wasn't. I didn't want to leave. Sit down with Danny Machocha, and he says, where's your color guy? I said, oh, Carm, he doesn't come to these things. It's just me doing the interviews. And he goes, well, please say, to, say hi to Carmine for me. And it was an Italian thing, smiling like a little cherub. And I'm like, it's not actually Carmine, it's Carmelo. It's an Italian thing, you SpaghettiOs. Uh, but I will, I'll pass it along, Danny. He's just always a really nice, smiling guy. And I feel bad that I doubted him. I feel bad that I said not nice things. And I said it in haste because he fired Kahari Jones. Which, by the way, where is he going to end up? We'll talk about that and more when we come back with Jim Barker. I'll see you in hour two, Moose, when we play NFL Deal or No Deal. Can't wait. It is a football Friday. We are live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, your southern home of sports and talk. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. 
EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is a football Friday coming down, and I will remind you that the Sober Carpenter text line is open, 902-518-3033, Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Proud partners of the RP Show, ask for them by name in your local beer, wine, and spirit store. You got questions for Jim Barker, text them in to us or on the YouTube chat, and we're going to start with the NFL as we bring in our five-time Grey Cup champion, XFL champion, and CFL and TSN panelist. Jim, as you know, Bailey Zappi threw three first-half touchdown passes. The New England Patriots snapped a five-game skid, and they hurt the playoff hopes of the Steelers a bit. 21-18 last night. The Steelers beaten in their own building by two two-win teams in back-to-back -back weeks, the Patriots and the Cardinals. What was your take on that game, first of all, coming out of it? And then we'll examine the aftermath. Well, to quote Jim Mora, playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? When you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they've lost Kenny Pickett. Uh, Trubisky's Trubisky. And, and, you know, they fire their offensive coordinator, which I'm never a fan of midseason. And, and they did that. And they played one game. They were decent. And then they played two just bad games offensively and uh again the patriots are a dreadful team right now uh they've lost their best defensive player their pass rusher judon um i don't know i just i was surprised the game was as entertaining as it was and i thought that bradley's or um bailey zappy uh threw a couple of really really nice footballs um very accurate and uh gave them a chance much more so than mac jones has done over the last few weeks anyway so again i think the steelers are i think they're done i think it's it's something you can with picket or without picket um you know they're just they're not in the same class with the teams they're competing with to get into the playoffs you know you have the chargers that again haven't played well but just a little better the texans and uh you know just teams like that that i think are just better than the steelers are well, I love the analysis that feeds me into my next question. We talked about this yesterday. I'm getting all frothed up. Thursday night football, Steelers, Patriots. And then they take the field, and I'm like, ew. You just named it. <laughs> Bailey Zappi, Mitch Trubisky. It's not Brady and Roethlisberger. So my question is, Tomlin, Belichick, how long a leash do these guys get? When, do the great, when does the great career reach the tipping point, and it, you, know, you can survive a bad season? versus it's not coming back it's over where's that tipping point uh, i think i think in both cases i think you're going to see a long leash and uh again P pittsburgh's one of those teams they don't change coaches tomlin's been there forever he's been through some ups and downs but for the most part had had roethlisberger uh belichick he is obviously what he is in in new england the greatest football coach one of them of all time without question and Again, you remember he started with the Cleveland Browns and was dreadful, and then he went to the Jets for a day or whatever. And again, get Tom Brady. Tom Brady ends up being 
a phenomenal quarterback. I think they'll give these guys at least another year. Um, it just that they're great football coaches, and the fact they don't have a quarterback and they're going through transition, uh, I just think their ownership is is too smart to go and make changes and make moves and think that it's that's going to make it better. Bailey Zappi is going to be Bailey Zappi. Now, they're both going to have good draft picks next year. Um, you know, New England will have a chance to draft a good quarterback. There's four or five of them in next year's draft that all have a chance. Which one's going to be the the great one? You know, they're talking about Caleb Williams, but, you know, you watch what's happening to Bryce Young, and that scares you a little bit because Caleb's a lot like him. They're both runaround guys with very accurate arms, strong arms. Uh, you know, but well, what is he going to be? Is he going to be get the right people around him and, and that type of thing? So, again, I think you're going to see – it's about ownership groups. And we talked about this last week, Rod. It's about winning teams. It's about ownership groups. And for years, the Arizona Cardinals have been terrible and they're back to being terrible and their ownership hasn't changed. You know, the Bidwell family has owned it for years. And again, they do things differently. And it's a lot of the things you don't see as a fan that makes an ownership great or not great. And uh, hmm. I think that when you look around, you look around the league when you got to play a guy like Bob Kraft, who has won a lot of games in New England, who knows what he has there. He's going to have a very long leash for his coach, as is uh, the Rooney family with uh, with Tomlin. So Ryan McCarthy's checked in from Saratoga, New York. He's watching. He says, "Good day, Rod Squad. I tuned in just in time to hear Coach Barker cook." Yes, you did, Ryan. And we're about to talk about your favorite team, the Jets. Um, last I checked, they haven't named a starting quarterback, New York, for Sunday's game against the Texans. And, I, I mean, there's so much buzz. They're they saying the team's so bad, they Aaron Rodgers. Didn't yeah, they, they did just sign somebody? somebody, but can they play him? Yeah, they signed Brett Rippon off the Seahawks practice roster, oh, but I can't think they'd get to start him. Yeah, um, my question to you is, the criticism in New York I'm hearing is, yeah, Aaron Rodgers snapped his Achilles four plays in. You didn't have a plan B. Is that, an, is that a valid criticism of the Jets, that if Rodgers goes down? Oh, I don't because think at how, all. How many teams that, do? Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think at all that's the case. I think Joe Douglas, the general manager, made a conscious decision that Zach Wilson was going to be their future, and they drafted him second overall. Now you get a chance to bring Aaron Rodgers in and develop him. And, you know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt, Zach Wilson is now developing, not having his confidence shot like, like is happening now. You know, it's interesting because Hamilton's going to be in a similar situation. Um, if they re-sign Bo Levi, it gives them a veteran quarterback for their young guy, Taylor Powell. And what does that mean for Schiltz? You know, does that mean that he's basically just a rep eater? So, uh, again, I look at it as a with the Jets, I think their plan going in was very sound. I think Joe Douglas made a poor decision in Zach Wilson and that he's not the right guy to, to be the quarterback of the New York Jets at any time. And, uh, and he's proven that over the last couple of years. But I think their plan going in was right. Again, then they go out and they sign the wrong Canadian quarterback. Now, maybe they couldn't have got Nathan Rourke this week because of the Trevor Lawrence injury. But I said a couple of weeks ago on here, how can you just let that kid sit on the practice roster and play Boyle and play some of these other, you know, the, these guys that are ripping now? So, uh, again, I think the Jets are a mess. Their quarterback situation is a mess. You always talk about, is it coaching or is it personnel? And there's this definite division. And in this situation, I would say right now, it's – Personnel because the quarterback situation and what's happened. That that ultimately got me fired was, um, you know, we had Ricky Ray and our plan was Ricky Ray with Logan Kilgore behind him or Dan Lefevre. They both get hurt and we go out and get Drew Willie and that turned out to be a, and ultimately, you know, Ricky Ray stayed. They won the Grey Cup the next year, you know, and, uh, but it's one of those things you get saddled with quarterbacks that just aren't very good you have a bad team and you know ownership is going to make changes and they did so you know i i've been there before but i think that's what you look at with the jets 
is this a coaching situation or is this a or is this a, a personnel situation? I think it's definitely at this point a personnel situation because their defense has played very well and they've got some you know young receivers that have looked good and you know they the running they signed the running back they've got they've got a lot of things in their offense. I think they need to address their offensive line, but um, you know I think the Jets are one of those. What they don't want to do is just start over. I mean, they got to get the quarterback situation fixed. Is Joe Douglas the right guy to be the GM for that? I don't know. I mean, I sat next to him uh, at East West last year, and um, but I don't know that he's the right guy. <laughs> you know, it's just hard to tell. It's funny, uh, by the way, and we'll probably segue here. I don't know how your morning is. Can you stay for one more segment after this one? Oh, Give me a little good. more time. Are you okay I'm with good. that? Okay, go to about 10 till the hour. I appreciate, I appreciate that. I had a football guy call me from Mississippi the other day. Beside himself that Nathan Rourke doesn't get a chance, a shot in the NFL, more than what he's had. And I'm like, man, it wasn't Tillman. It was somebody else. And I'm like, if you, you'll be up all night wondering why some people get a chance, coaches and players and others don't. There's no explanation to that, Jim. You know that as well as we're all Rourke guys. Why he isn't yet, I, I don't know we'll ever have the answer for that. No, it's all, and so much of it is players falling into uh, the right situation for them. There's a lot of good players that never make it because they never get in a right situation. They never get in with that, that coach that is able to get them and be able to get the most out of them. So, again, Nathan Orr's going to get his chance, I think. I think C.J. Beathard's hurt this week. His shoulder's hurt. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, that ankle, he's going to be out a while. So he's going to get an opportunity, and people are going to know because these are big games for them. They're, um, you know, what, eight and, eight and four now, I think, or eight and four. And I, did they win last week I, when Lawrence got hurt? They lost. They got, upset. They got upset by the Bengals. Yeah. That's right. Eight, eight, so they're eight and four. So these games are all going to be big for them. If Nathan Rourke goes in and takes them to wins, he's going to be on his way. People are not going to be afraid because now he's established himself as a guy. It's all about getting the opportunity and being in an offense that allows you to be successful. And I think this offense does based on what he did in the preseason. Five drives for touchdowns in the preseason. I mean, he's just, he's a good player. We know that up here in Canada because we watched it. We watched the things he did week in and week out and his accuracy and his leadership and his ability to move in the pocket. And he's just got a lot of those things. That he couldn't show in the in the uh, offense he was in at uh, at Ohio. I mean, Ohio runs a runs a very different kind of offense. And Curtis Rourke, we saw he went into the portal this week, so he's going to be playing somewhere else next year and uh, for his senior year and and try to move himself up in the draft NFL draft. Note to our viewers, next segment will answer all of your CFL questions. We have questions coming in about CFL, college, and NFL right now, Jim. Uh, in the two minutes right here, I just want to ask you, what did you think about Curtis Work entering the transfer portal, by the way? And as, as we sit here today, I don't think he's made a decision where he's going. I thought it was a really bright decision by him. I mean, it gives him an opportunity. One, he'll make, he'll make money. He'll be one of the highest paid guys out of there. And those guys now are going, it's, it's, it's close. Seven figures is close for these good, to go to the good places. And he's going to have a great opportunity to make some money, but also get into a situation where he can go do spring ball and get himself acclimated, just be a better fit for him than what he has right now at Ohio. I think that's one of the good things about the NIL is player like Curtis Rohr. Uh, you know, so, uh, again, college football, I'm a, they're a little on my downer now after, after the, uh, not the Florida State thing. I just, I just think that's wrong. I, I don't think the best teams always win. You, you, know, you can put it down on paper and say these guys have the best line and the best this and the best that. But Florida State won every game, and they won four of them without Jordan Travis. And, uh, you know, I just, it's, it just, I just thought it was wrong. And you can say what you want about Alabama, Texas, and whatever. But uh, I guarantee you, Washington goes into the last game of the season as 10-point underdogs to Oregon. If, if Washington was going against Alabama, or go, they're going against Texas, my bet is Texas is probably going to be favored. 
So you can't look at the games, and I, again, I don't know what they're using is when they pick Texas over Florida State, are they saying, well, they in a game right now, Texas would win. In a game right now, Alabama would win. Well, we saw in the Grey Cup, in a game right now, Winnipeg was going to win, and they didn't because it's not always the, the 45 best players that win, but it's the best 45 together as a team. And we don't know what magic is going on at Florida State. Well, we have FSU broadcaster Eric Llewellyn coming up next hour, I'm hoping to find out. But when they go to a 12-team playoff, there's still going to be people ticked off next year. But you're right, this is the most egregious of the 10 years that they've been doing this particular semifinal setup. We'll get to the CFL questions when we come back with Jim Barker. I'm pleased to have him with us for another segment brought to you by EMJ Marketing. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Talking football in paradise, although I will tell you it is a uh, hockey night as well tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins in town, the first of a doubleheader on TVA. Penguins at the Florida Panthers. NHL Network has it as well as the Panthers close out a three-game homestand. Can't wait to be there. Jim Barker's with his CFL on TSN panelists, and I'll turn it over to the viewers now. Got some Hamilton fans, uh, Lions fans writing in, Ryder fans. But first of all, Scott Westman writes in, Jim, and he says, is Jim confirmed to be on the TSN panel next year? Have they picked up the option, Jim? <laughs> Well, I don't know that there's any option. I We usually find out around, you know, March or April. And I guess I am. I mean, I I believe that's the that's the plan. But you just never know, you know, in this. The, you know how this works. And uh, all oh, yeah. I can do is the best I do. And what's going to happen is going to happen. Well, you did a very, very, very good job this year. I really appreciate it. Uh, your efforts on there and, and obviously on here too, but it's fun, fun talking football. Camper in Hamilton, that's the name Camper writes, and he says, I see a restructured Bowleave ideal keeping Taylor Powell to develop for the next year. What do you know or think will happen in Hamilton this year with a quarterback position and a new head coach in Scott Milanovic? Well, I know nothing um, in terms of what their plans are. I don't think they know yet. They just named Scott two or three days ago. Um, personally, as I look at that situation, I'm a believer. We talked a little about the quarterback situation with the Jets and having the veteran guy and then the young guy. And I'm a believer in that. When we got Ricky Ray, we used Jarius Jackson that first year. But then our plan was we had Zach Caleros and Trevor Harris. They came in and vied to be two and three. And as they get, as they progress, if three is better than two, then you bring another guy in the next year to compete with two, and that kind, that kind of thing. They kind of have that in Hamilton if Bo Levi can grasp what they're doing. I mean, he's a guy who's been a proven veteran guy that can win games. Now, is he proven in Scott Milanovic's system? No, but he didn't really have an opportunity. The one game that he played when he came back, Scott was gone. If you remember, he was gone a week, and Mike Gibson called the plays, and so he's been around Scott, but hasn't actually played for him, and he got injured again in that game. So, um, you know, whether or not he can fit for them, if he can fit for them, the way I would look at this, I see Matt, Matthew Schiltz is a great backup quarterback, and that's what he is. But I would, because of my philosophy of how to do it, I would move get Taylor Powell and have him be the second. He's shown enough that he could be a backup guy. He's won games for him. He got him into the playoffs. Um, and then bring in the best guy that they can find to compete as a number three. Let him compete all year with Taylor. Try to get him to number two. And by the end of the year, you make a decision. Is, is Bo going to be back? If he's not, is Taylor ready? Now you have a guy you've groomed. Those guys, you know, Cody Fajardo, uh, Trevor Harris, Zach Caleros, they carried clipboards for three years. People forget that. But they didn't play, uh, and they played sparingly. Um, so 
I think that's important for a young quarterback in order to gain his confidence. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Dustin Crum in Ottawa because he got so much, uh, so much playing time. You don't know if that kind of did what Zach, what's happened to Zach Wilson with the Jets, you know, because he didn't win a lot of games. And, you know, you don't want to say losing becomes part of it, but it does. And just like winning does. And when he won those first few games, you thought, wow, we could have a real special player here. So, you know, I think there's some really interesting quarterback situations, but I think Hamilton has one that, again, it, it's not me, but I think that's the, that's the approach I would take. And not that Matthew Shields isn't good enough to be the backup, but, um, again, he's a, he's a very good backup. I don't think he's the guy you want to go into the season and say, this guy's my starter. Interesting. Of all those guys you mentioned, it was Schultz that started the playoff game. And Bo doesn't come in until the game's out of hand. That's the one thing I don't understand. Uh, Kirk but that's part in of, Toronto. Rod, what? Rod, Rod yeah. that's, part of, that's part of my point is he's had a chance now to start a, a playoff game. And he goes in there and, and plays real well and lights it up. Now, it's not his fault that Keandre Smith fumbles on the 20. It's, you know, they had a good first drive. But he didn't get the win. He didn't get it done and ended up getting pulled from that game that to me is kind of my point with him is he, he's gotten a shot a lot of these young guys don't get a shot to be in the playoffs he got the shot got the start and mm. didn't, didn't deliver so that feel that feeds real well into this next question from kirk in toronto who's watching on game plus tv and he says should the argonauts go after bombers free agent quarterback drew brown just in case chad kelly was a one-year wonder what do you think? I think mean, not a chance. Not a chance. Again, Chad Kelly had a bad playoff game. Okay? Is next year's playoff game going to be huge for him if they make it to the playoffs, which I'm, I'm anticipating they would? Um, absolutely. He's, gotta, he's now got to get over that. His uncle never won a Super Bowl game. Um, does that mean he was a bad quarterback? Here's my deal on Drew Brown. There's a lot more guys like Arbuckle and Franklin and guys who were great backups and everybody said this guy's going to be the next great guy that haven't panned into the next great guy. Um, I, I, I don't think you take a guy like Chad Kelly who's won 15 games uh, as a starter or 14 games as a starter and lost none during a regular season and take a guy who has been a backup and the one game he started, he lost. He came back and, they, and lost that game. So, uh, again, I just I don't think you go out and say, that guy's going to be my guy. Um, he'll probably get overpaid a bit because somebody will have to take a chance and hope that he's more Zach Caleros than he is uh, Nick Arbuckle. But that's the problem with guys who have just been backups. Dane Evans. Dane Evans goes from being a backup to getting the starting job, and that it's a different world. When you look around and that whole organization is on your shoulders, that's a completely different deal than being a backup and doing what Drew Brown has done in his career. So in my mind, I would never pay him a bunch of money to be a starting quarterback at this point. That just, I just wouldn't do it. That's me. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate Well, that's why we have you here. Ben Barker's appearances are brought to you by EMJ Marketing. And you can uh, reach them at emjmarketing.com. Ask for Joe there. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. We'll be back with a sports update. Jim, thanks for this so much. Uh, love chatting with you. We'll talk with you in a week. All right, Rod. All right, we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. 
Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Yo, everybody. Still haven't found a name for this segment. Should we call it the bridge? Because the boat's going under the bridge every day at this time. I don't know. Something like that. I I had another question, by the way, for Jim Barker, but we ran out of time. I'm afraid to ask him this on the air. Maybe I'll get a hold of his TSN producer, whoever produces those CFL on TSN games, and go, what's your signal to Jim to land the plane so that we can get a few more questions in there? What is it? Is it this? Or tell me, because I wanted to ask him his thoughts on the criticism of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders new offensive coordinator, Mark Mueller. They've moved on from Fajardo and Craig Dickinson because they're gone to now Mark Mueller. Not everybody, but just the nincompoops that you hear from that he's not experienced enough. He was only hired because he's Ron Lancaster's grandson, all of that. And there's a lot of inexperience on that staff and a rookie head coach in Corey Mace, but we ran out of time. We went over time as it was. So smaller answers would give us time for more questions is the point of the story. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Sports update. The Edmonton Oilers are in action tonight, playing host to the Minnesota Wild. Edmonton is currently on a five-game win streak and has gone 7-3 and three in their last 10 after a sluggish start to the season. Elsewhere in the NHL, Pittsburgh will be here at Florida. That's the first of a doubleheader on TVA, and it's on NHL Network. The Oilers' wild game is the second. There's a bug on me. Dang. And it's sticky, too. How about that? How about that? Canada's highly anticipated lineups for the 2024 World Wheelchair Mixed Championship and the 2024 World Wheelchair Mixed Doubles Curling Championships in Gangneung, South Korea have been announced. The 2024 World Wheelchair Curling Championships will take place March 2nd to the 9th, followed by the 2024 World Wheelchair Mixed Doubles, March 10th to the 16th. The athletes representing Canada at the World Wheelchair Curling Championships are Skip Mark Idison of London, Ontario, fourth John Thurston of Dunsford, Ontario, third Ina Forrest of Spalumcheen, B.C. Have we ever heard of that, guys? Spalumcheen, B.C. Where the hell's that? And second, Gilbert Dash of Wolseley, Saskatchewan, home of Brooks Lake. We've heard of that one. And Donovan Hextall. Canada will be among 12 mixed gender teams competing in Gang Nguyen and will be looking for another strong performance following last year's silver medal finish at the 2023 World Wheelchair Curling Championships in Richmond, B.C. Sports Update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And get ready for it for landmark cinemas and theaters now. You got to go to this one and tell me how it is. Silent Night. From legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes this gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill-a-minute storytelling. Again, Silent Night in theaters now, Landmark Cinemas. Check it out this weekend. And then come back here on Monday and tell us all about it. Let's go. 902-518-3033, the number to reach us here in the Florida studio. I got all the questions out for Jim Barker earlier from the text line, so thank you. You can load them up again. 902-518-3033 for Silver Carpenter. Ask for them by name at your favorite beer, wine, and spirit store. Uh, Kevin, the medium, wrote in and said, does Nathan Rourke get an opportunity this year? And that was before, I see, before Jim addressed it. He did. <laughs> Kevin, the medium, says, sticky bugs? That sounds terrifying. Eh. I'll take it. Nothing's perfect, right? 
This is pretty damn close to perfect. If there's a bug on me and it's not going to kill me, I'm okay with it. Last minute of play in hour one. Hey, Jeff Kibilis checks in from Winnipeg. He says, hey, all, long time no see. Again, LOL. John Ohm. There he is. Let's get it. Um, says burgers and beer. That's what's up for lunch for him. Let me guess. You going to Hooters, John? Say hey to him for me. Kevin the Medium says, they really love it, Sober Carpenter, when I crack it on the air. And there it goes again. Dag nabbit. This stuff is so great, and it won't get you drunk. What could be better than Sober Carpenter non-alcoholic craft beers? We always crack them on these Fridays. And I never run out of a Tank Abbott. Sticky bugs are better than minus 30. You got that right, Chief. We'll be back with Hour 2 right after this. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.